Welcome to today's Rockcast. We're talking about the unmistakable sound of U2. I'm Pastor Heath, along with Matt, the music man. We're going to be talking about this huge band called U2. The first time I saw this band was a video. The song was called Sunday Bloody Sunday. I remember that from MTV. I was probably 13 years old. What's your first grab of you two what was your first uh, exposure to this band uh i was at a church camp and uh, i believe it was at evangel college in springfield and in their uh, christian bookstore they had the joshua tree huge album mm-hmm. and uh so i weighed out my options went with striper soldiers Under oh Command. yes and uh but uh yeah, I, I looked at uh, the Joshua Tree and knew of a couple of their songs. Uh, hadn't seen any of their videos. Really, uh, I don't know. Didn't have that. Uh, oh, I need to check these guys out type of thing. Right. And uh, so I got grabbed that Striper album and went to the counter, and the lady browbeat me pretty good. You know, your parents know you. Let you listen to this heavy yeah, metal. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but. Uh, it was it kind of not confused me, but I had a little bit of a question mark. And I, the songs that I heard, it really wasn't a staple of, hey, we're Christians. And right. to see them in a Christian bookstore or, you know, in the music section of that. And uh, it kind of was, uh, even though I was young, I still was like, hmm. Yeah, what's up with this? Yeah. And uh, it was, it almost seemed like, uh, the Christians, the Christian culture, maybe, uh, really wanted to push them as mm-hmm. a, a Christian band because uh, they had some spiritual, you know, overtone. I guess you could say in some of their stuff. Right. That, there was some biblical imagery. There were there were some things, and and Bono, uh, which by the name his re- <laughs> by the name by the by the way, his real name is Paul Hewson. And so uh, this is an Irish band. Paul Hewson uh, decided to rename himself when he saw a billboard advertising some hearing aids. And the name of the company was Bono Vox. I'm surprised he didn't just go with the two names, Bono Vox. Bono Vox. So he just went with Bono. And so I, I think in Latin, that means beautiful voice. Yeah, of course. So so Paul Houston renames himself, and now he's one of the few people in the world that can be referred to by just one name. That's how famous he is. So we're talking about U2 because they're such a global band. They've been around forever, sold umpteen million records. Uh, I, I like you, Matt. They didn't grab me. It wasn't like, man, I have got to get that album that because it didn't have enough bar chords and feedback for me at that time, but I can appreciate the the musicianship and some of the things uh, in some of their songs, but I wanted, we wanted to tackle them today because this is a classic case of, of here's a, here's their front man who claims to be a Christian does a lot of good works. I mean, puts himself out there is willing to stand in the gap for the those who are being mistreated, raising money for AIDS uh, or famine, you know he's gone to how many countries? I mean, he's like this international 
not just a rock star, but this political figure, like a prime minister to, to come in and to bring justice. He, he's, he's got this huge platform. And of course, he claims to believe in Christ. He mm-hmm. claims to be a Christian. And that's what we're going to look at the spirit behind Bono, behind his lyrics, behind the music. When they first come out, it looks, it looks legit. It looks like, hey, this is something we can promote. And, and the church is always guilty of this, trying to ride the wave of whatever's happening to, to capture you know, some success and to get momentum. Sure. Like, like we need momentum. Yeah, need to be popular. Like we need to be popular. We need to see, we need, people need to see Christianity's cool. Right. Which is bunk. But anyway, when it comes to biblical Christianity, we're always going to be countercultural. But with you 2 what's interesting about their name, the first name of the band, uh, it was called Feedback. That's a punk band. They had some punk roots. Uh, they were called Feedback. And then they decided they had a bunch of names thrown out there, and they ultimately decided on U2 because it was probably the name that they hated the least. But the other aspect of it that they came to embrace was U2 symbolizes ambiguity and inclusiveness. Oh, U2? So we're all in this together, U2. It, it's just it's just this, and this is the spirit behind their, a lot of their music. There's... There's some biblical imagery. There, there are some spiritual references, but there is a spirit of inclusiveness uh, and a rejection of biblical Christianity. And that's what we're going to unpack today on the Rockcast. The song we heard opening up was Pride in the Name of Love. And that I did like that song. I did it had a just, you know, I did enjoy that song. That song. Part of that song, I believe it's in verse two, where he's referring to Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. And Bono really looked up to him. And mm-hmm. and rightfully so, when it comes to MLK's uh, passion for, for justice in that sense. But what a lot of people don't know about Martin Luther King Jr. is that he embraced a liberation theology. Liberation theology, basically what it means is that you take the scriptures and you apply them to your plight. You make it, you're the central person, and you take the scriptures and you twist them to to make it about you and your people or, or whatever. So, Such as the American church. Such as the American church. The American gospel is really mostly a liberation theology which is trying to overthrow society and is trying to bring about this freedom and this radical change, which is not the gospel. The gospel is about changing individuals, not trying to, from the top down, change society or government. But Martin Luther King Jr. did not believe in the basic fundamentals of the Christian faith. He denied the virgin birth. He denied the bodily resurrection. He denied the deity of Jesus Christ. So Martin Luther King Jr. called himself a reverend, had a, had a, was a pastor, so to speak, of a Baptist church, had this huge platform. And he himself, according to the Bible, was not a Christ follower. He was not a true Christian. He rejected Jesus. Bono is following in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. He believes in a liberation theology. What is Bono all about? It's about trying to change the 
culture or society by trying to make governments do these things. And, and he's got this huge platform, but his salvation message is not one of the cross and repentance. It's about social justice, which hijacks the gospel. Society will be changed when people get the gospel. So Bono is going down this same path and he's going down a, a extremely dangerous path and leading many other people with him. Uh, the album, The Joshua Tree, which you mentioned earlier, everybody kind of assumed was a Christian album. It had this Christian imagery, um, huge selling album, yeah. Pro- probably the biggest number selling one. album. I think it's their number one. Yeah. Uh, it even debuted in the first week. Yeah. Number, number one. one. Debuted at number one back in the early 80s. One of their songs in there, because again, I did not buy that album. I have never heard this song. It's called In God's Country. Now, were you familiar with this song? Yeah, but I just, I, I didn't really, it was just surface level. Just, you, you know, hear it in the background and you not never, really pay attention to it. You never really dug into it. Yeah. Let's, let's listen to uh, a line in the song called In God's Country. Now, what you just heard Bono sing was uh, he talked about, I stand with the sons of Cain. Now, what in the world is he talking about? In God's country, and then for him to, to refer to standing in the, with the sons of Cain. Who is Cain in the Bible? If you don't know, if the only Cain you know is raising Cain, in the Bible, Cain was the older brother of Abel. And so Cain and Abel, the first two offspring of Adam and Eve, Cain is told what he must do. He is to bring a sacrifice to be accepted before the Lord. Abel takes the gospel to heart. Adam and Eve obviously shared the gospel with their sons to say, hey, we got kicked out of the garden and we were banished because of our sin and we cannot come into his his presence unless there's a blood sacrifice. Because remember, Adam and Eve were naked and they were, they were, it, it was perfect. And then when they sinned, they tried to cover themselves. And basically God said, you look ridiculous and I'm going to have to cover you. So he kills an animal and makes clothes of skin for them to cover them. You know, that had to be a bedtime story for Cain and Abel. Sure. What happened, dad? What happened when you were in the garden? All of the, so they, they teach the gospel. They teach about how you can come to God. Cain does not take the story to heart. And Cain is a farmer. What does he do? He works the ground. He brings the best fruit from from himself, from his own works, to present it to God, trying to obligate God to save him. And what does God do? God says, Cain, listen, if you do what's right, you'll be accepted. But Cain refused to go God's way. He went his own way. Abel was a shepherd. He offered a blood sacrifice. He was accepted because he did what was right. Basically, one truly believed and obeyed. The other did not. What does Cain do? He murders Abel. The first murderer is Cain. For Bono to sing that he stands with the sons of Cain is saying that you are standing against Almighty God. The Bible talks about this in the small little letter of Jude, it only has one chapter. And then the 11th verse, it talks about, it says, woe to them. And it's talking about uh, false teachers and godless men 
who are destined for destruction, it says, woe to them for they have gone the way of Cain. What is the way of Cain? They've rushed into profit. They've wanted to use God's people. They wanted to curse them to, to better themselves, to ingratiate themselves, to, to have this success. That's exactly what Bono is living. He's used the name of Christ, but he's, he's done things for himself. And so it's, it's disturbing to see this. And we hope this disturbs you, this, this news of these lyrics to where you really start to dig in. Let's listen to another song that I was not familiar with, Love Rescued Me. Now, had you, you were familiar with this song? This is also on yeah. the Joshua Tree. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of glossed over it because I thought it was a kind of a, a spoof off of the, uh, the hymn. Oh, the uh, I Was Sinking... Yeah. Deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, that one. Love rescues. Yeah, me. love. Yeah, yeah, love. Love lifted me. So you thought it was kind of a spoof oh, off of that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So love rescue me. That's that's yeah. kind of goes it's, it's the same almost the same melody. Yeah, it's a very slow song, so it probably didn't grab you. No. But listen listen to what they do with this song. Now, in this song, what they do is they twist Psalm 23. It says, Yea, though I walk in the valley of shadow, yea, I will fear no evil. I have cursed thy rod and staff. They no longer comfort me. What? So Bono, a Christian, is taking God's word, taking Psalm 23 and twisting and perverting it to say, that I, I don't fear, I fear no evil, not because you are with me, but because I've cursed your rod and your staff. Boy, talk about the way of Cain. That's exactly what we're seeing here. This theme of I'm doing things my own way. This is, this is satanic. And if you needed more proof, how about the song Sympathy for the Devil? Remember that one? Mm-hmm. From the Stones, huge anthem for them. You two sang it in concert. They didn't record it, to my knowledge. No. But they have performed it live and got yeah. the crowd all riled up. It's on a live album. Okay, so listen to some of the lyrics as, uh, as I read this. It says, just as every cop, this is from Sympathy for the Devil, just as every cop is a criminal and all the sinners saints, as heads is tails, just call me Lucifer, because I'm in need of some restraint. So if you meet me, have some courtesy, have some sympathy, and some taste. Use all your well-learned politeness, or I will lay your soul to waste. What? So this anthem is, is the occult law of reversal. Heads is tails, up is down, all of those things. They twist everything. Good is evil, evil is good. They twist all these things. And then it says, have some sympathy and have some taste, or I'll lay your soul to waste. So be, use your manners, be courteous, 
But there's a huge problem with this song. Any kind of anthem where you're going to show any kind of sympathy for Lucifer who rebelled against God with no temptation, nobody was trying to whisper in his ear to overthrow God. He did this all. And the Bible says it's a mystery how, how iniquity was found in him. Mm-hmm. And so to have an anthem to sing to where you have any kind of sympathy for the devil is blasphemy, pure and simple. By the way, you don't have to worry about the devil laying your soul to waste. You're not to fear the devil. You're to fear God. Right. It's it, God is who's the one that destroys and gives life. He's the one that puts people in hell. He the the wrath, it's God's wrath. The devil's not going to be laying anybody's soul to waste. He will be tormented along with everybody else that follows him. He's not down there with a pitchfork and a tin can across the bars and laughing diabolically. <laughs> he's, he's down there tormented himself. So, and Bono and you 2 are following him. And, and with an anthem, they are going down this road and, and pulling many people with them. And it's, it's sad. It, it's heartbreaking to see Probably one of their biggest songs. I'm not sure this has got to be top five for them. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. How how could a Christ follower, how could someone who follows Christ write a song saying, I still haven't found what I'm looking for? Bono was asked about the song, and, and he's quoted as saying that it's it means exactly what it says. We don't have any answers. We don't have any answers. We still haven't figured it out. We still haven't found what we're looking for. How can a, how can a true Christ follower say that? They can't. Because Jesus himself said, anyone who comes to me will never thirst. Anyone who believes in me will never be thirsty again. Anyone who believes in me will never hunger again. In other words, he will satisfy your heart's desire. He will fill you with his grace and peace and joy, and you'll never be the same. So Bono is telling on himself with this very song and and saying, hey, there's no other meaning to this than what it just says. We don't have any answers. If you're following Christ, you have the answer because he is the answer. He is the treasure, his forgiveness, his grace, knowing that we deserve to be tormented in hell. And because of Jesus, we're not going to be. I mean, this is so frustrating for people to not be able to see, to be blind to what they're really about. You know, back in St. Louis, uh, we used to play a lot of shows up there, and there was a one church in particular that we would do a lot of uh, shows at. We'd open for a lot of labels that come through, and uh, the associate pastor there, that church was a huge U2 fan and uh, it was when the this this time in particular was when they were doing the zoo tour mm-hmm. and uh, just really weird stuff and and they were coming to St. Louis uh, the following week I think and uh, he was as giddy as you could get and uh, that they were coming and just was obsessed and that's all he talked about and I just could not wrap my mind around why because I just found them once, you know, the Joshua tree. I could, I could take, I could take it. Um, Rattle and hum was okay, 
and uh, you know, "Bullet the Blue Sky" was the only song that that uh, I really liked. You know, like really liked. And uh, you know, there was a time, you know, in another band, we'd play some of you two stuff, and we'd do that song. We play one and mm-hmm. uh, some of the others, but uh, uh, just the uh, <clears throat> the way the "Bullet the Blue Sky," the way it was done was just something that really grabbed me. But anyways. Just uh, I could not wrap my mind, and and even there was a lot of others in that area that were just diehard U2 fans, and and they were churchgoers, and they were involved in church, and uh, I just I just I don't know I couldn't really wrap my mind around why why they were so crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was he was he was just so much of a fan. I I would probably put money on the table that he had posters on the wall of the band, you know, but uh, it was. It was a little much, and uh, and I remember when they 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 came to the arena there and uh, uh, where the blues played, and they it would they took up uh, they filled it it was sold out. Oh yeah, it was just crazy. So, I think the answer to that is we love we don't listen very deeply, surface level. There's a, there's enough there that we think oh this is okay, especially when it makes you feel something. He does all the right stuff. Bono does all the right stuff in, in the in the in He's, the camera's eye. It seems uh, friends with uh, Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. Gandhi. You know, seen all these. Went to uh, uh, was that he's even been to was it the Dalai Lama? Oh yeah, and uh, to, to see the, him and and uh, a lot of government officials and and as a spokesperson per se. And uh, so there's a huge acceptance there. And then musically, it is a all all are welcome type, you know, delivery, and uh, they 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 sing about love, which is sure. great. Yeah, but it's it's very broad, and uh, you know, it's he's even been on stage. Bono's been on stage saying coexist, Jesus and Muhammad. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a false Jesus. It's a false message. But he talks about spirituality. We see him do good in the world. Everybody thinks he's fine. He's great. He's He's the epitome of the, a rock star that's doing good mm-hmm. and not living selfishly. Yeah. But it's just heartbreaking to, for people to follow because they're deceived. Yeah. They, they're not, they're not reading God's word and seeing what God clearly says about this because you're heartbroken for all the injustice in the world, but you realize your, your desire is for Christ to return to make all of that right. Yes, we want to be salt and light. We want to, we want to expose and we want to preserve and we want to do good. We're not kick, sitting back and hoping everything falls apart. That's not a true Christ follower. You're doing good, you're, but you're preaching the gospel that don't put your hope in this world. Your desire should be for Jesus to return so that he sets everything straight. So that all the political alliances that are opposed to him, that he takes over every kingdom of this world. That's what Revelation talks about. And the Bible talks about our desire. It should be a longing for him to return. Our message is one of hope and and faith in Jesus, that we repent of our sin and we turn from our wicked ways and that we put our trust in him. And then he gives us this new nature and our desire is no longer to try to right every wrong in society. Our desire is so that people know him. Because here's the problem with society, Matt. It's why is society corrupt? Why is every society corrupt? 
because it's full of corrupt individuals. The gospel is not about transforming the society. The gospel is about transforming individuals. And when you share the gospel and trans, and you're transforming, God's spirit is transforming people from dark to light, from lost to saved, from dead to alive, and then there can be some change. But that's God's job. We're to serve him, and our desire should be to serve him and proclaim the gospel and for him to return. And that should be the hope of our appearing. The Bible says that if your hope, and when the Bible's talking about hope, it's not wishful thinking. I hope I get to go to the concert. It's a confident expectation. The hope we have is Christ. The confident expectation is we know he's going to return and we're going to rule and reign with him. And those who are opposed to him and the fundamental biblical message of the gospel, those people, no matter how good much done they've done in the world, no matter how much charity work they've done, how many millions of dollars they've raised, none of that's going to count because their lives were opposed to Christ and his message. What's the spirit behind the music? Dive in, get away from the surface, get away from what it makes you feel Dive into the lyrics, dive in. What is your desire? Do you hunger and thirst for God's word and for his righteousness? Thanks for joining us today. I'm Pastor Heath. I'm Matt. Think about it. 